You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult. You're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome in. It is the, what is today? Wednesday? <laughs> Wednesday edition of the Jay Barker Show. we got Lars Anderson in studio as well, uh, Women on Wednesday. So uh, also Brittany Wagner in studio. Matt Coulter, I'm Jay Barker. Thanks for being with us. And we got a great show lined up for you. Christy Curry is going to join us at 1.30 and talking about women uh, in sports. and uh, But the uh, Women's Basketball Coach from University of Alabama again at 1.30 today right here on the show. And look forward to that here and kind of what they're doing throughout the summer, the workouts, and uh, getting ready for their season coming up for 2022-23. Uh, also, uh, as always, Roger Hoover joins the 12-15, so we get all of his updates on the Crimson Tide from every aspect of the uh, Crimson Tide, as he does each and every week with us on Wednesdays. So a lot to get into. We're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. We always call it the bowling of this generation. You'll absolutely love it. Family, friends, coworkers, and a uh, great place to go out and hang out. A lot of charitable events done there as well. And also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, uh, Lars, you're right. Yes, Dave Fair, a little sick, but uh, we welcome Brittany back in as well. On this Wednesday, she said don't make her laugh. She's a little sore today. 
Yeah, my abs hurt. Too much boxing this week. <laughs> Getting back at it? Got to get back at it, man. Took talk, a week off, and now my whole body hurts. Talk about the beach. You were at Orange oh, Beach? Yeah. So it's girls' trip. It's my mom, my sister, my sister's kids, me and Kennedy. We all go. We go the same week. Yeah. Every year, we stay at the same place. The same condo unit. It's like ritual. We eat at the same places. Like we do not veer from tradition. So we did it, and uh, and you like that, amazing. or do you, do you want to do something different? You sound like you don't like it a little bit in your no, voice. I kind of like it. You do like it. Yeah, I kind of like it. Here's why I like it. Because, like, we started doing that when the kids were small, mm-hmm. and when the kids are small, you know, you're just trying to like survive. Have like one day that might seem like a vacation because yeah. the rest of it is just awful. And so now, though, it's good because nobody's fighting. Like, we're not disagreeing or arguing about where we're going to eat. I don't want to eat there. I want to eat there. It's just it's the plans are done. Mm-hmm. And so there's no conversation. There's no stress. There's no thought. You just do it. Yeah. You just do the same thing. And I love it. And you brought your pencil today. I did. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm throwing it down. It's one of those big ones. What are you, in the weird. first grade? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's Look, a staple. That's her trademark. I so many of these in yeah. my house. I just They're everywhere. Early Corso. Yeah, right? Except I don't behind. own the company. That's, That's the true. Yeah, no doubt. But how's <laughs> Farrah doing okay? Yeah, she's Better. doing Yeah, yeah, doing good uh, back at daycare and uh, all is well. And, uh, Matt, I know you have to be happy with last night's uh, College World Series. Your Arkansas Razorbacks got it done against yeah, Auburn. Yeah, they really did. 11 to 1. Yeah. And, uh, boy, I, I, I was so impressed with Will McIntyre. Absolutely. He was unhittable. I, I think at one point he was like in the in the fourth inning. He's on pace for twenty three strikeouts or something. He retired the first eleven. Uh, Sonny D got a hit, but the importance of that is obviously get him a win over Auburn. But they used seven pitchers uh, the other night when Stanford kicked their rear. When that did was Stanford. Stanford. Yeah. Um, so they needed a guy to do that. They got to go seven innings, and the bats woke up. So. I, I know we got a lot of Auburn listeners, and I apologize, but I was born in Fayetteville, Arkansas. My father taught at Arkansas, so I am a little piggy at heart. And uh, now let's see what happens today when they play Ole Miss again. Mm-hmm. And I, I forgot, but Dave Van Horn used to be coach of Nebraska and then coached Arkansas. He left Nebraska for Arkansas. Clearly a wise move on his part. But, but you know, uh, yeah, Auburn goes down, but nonetheless a, a great season for Auburn. Simply making it there, uh, you know, going out in the super regionals to uh, Oregon and, and, and beating Oregon State um, in a very difficult environment, and uh, I, I just kind of, I kind of feel like they ran out of gas a little bit. Their their bats, you know, they won that final game out in uh, out in Eugene. I think they only had three hits, but they scored four runs. Is that right? That and uh, their their bats just started to cool. Uh, and um, they just uh, never got it going again. Yeah, but, Sunday uh, day last night at one time, one for eight. I don't think what, what yeah. numbers ended up for the uh, uh, the World Series. But, um, Brittany, Mississippi State, I know yeah, that's your team, and normally they're fighting it out for an SEC title or a championship. But uh, who, who, were you pulling for either one of the SEC teams yesterday? I mean, I feel like I should pull. Well, I was by the time I turned it on, Arkansas was winning eight to nothing. So it yeah. was like, you know. Go Hogs, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, I'm right. smart enough to know you're probably not coming back from that deficit. But um, I guess I should cheer for Ole Miss. I feel like I should cheer for the Mississippi team. And, mm-hmm. you know, Mississippi, again, and baseball had a – with Southern kind of being in it too. Like, it's a good 
And to have back-to-back Mississippi teams win it would be, I think, kind of cool. I don't know. A lot of Mississippi State fans don't want Ole Miss to win it because they feel like that takes the nostalgia out of the fact that we did it. But I kind of want to pull for the whole state. So That's what happened in 09 and 10 here for football. Yeah. Alabama won at 09 and went, yes, finally, after 17 years. And then Auburn wins it the next year, and they're like, <laughs> first time in uh, 51 years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't right. know. Yeah. I think That's I'm true. just pulling no, for I the think... state. But you know the other thing that Arkansas is winning right now? Oh, the shot in Omaha, the Jello yeah, they, shot. The, the amount of money spent on Jello shots at Rocco's Pizza. You know who won it last year? Don't Mississippi you? State. Oh, I guess Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. I contributed. Well, I read earlier that actually. I read earlier <laughs> that between Ole Miss and Arkansas, those two groups have spent fifty-eight thousand dollars on four dollar and fifty cent Jello. I believe it. I and believe he's given money back. To the food pantries in Arkansas and Oxford. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's we, cool. we talked to, awesome. the, to him last year when we were there, and he was telling us how much money he makes off of those, and it's ridiculous. But I, I was kind of shocked that Ole Miss is losing at their own game, right? I would think Ole Miss yeah. would be crushing the Jello yeah. shot Man, game. That's ever, like their thing. You ever I mean, spent much time in Arkansas? There it is right there. The number Arkansas, 46-44. <laughs> Auburn is at 3,000, and I want to see is 01. I can't read that last number on there. Uh, or is that? Oh, it's Ole Miss oh, and I Arkansas. Think they've updated they, them. It's now yeah. into the six thousand. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. And it's Ole Miss and Arkansas. I think that are kind of neck and neck. They but are. I can't believe Ole Miss isn't winning it at this point. I got you. I got. Oh, maybe that's just enough, but a quarter. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. Um, anyway, I digress. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. <laughs> but it, it shows you again how many alcoholics live in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there to do? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Jello Shot Challenge hits a home run of its own for Loco Bar in Omaha. There it is. And Jacob putting it up on our live stream there on Facebook Live, Bama Insider, Bama Insider YouTube channel as well. So you can take a look at some of the different graphics and uh, some of the videos we played throughout the show. All right. Uh, we got a lot to get into today. And uh, again, we got uh, coming up, Roger Hoover's going to be joining us. We'll talk a lot of Crimson Tide with him. And um, any surprise? I mean, I know you've been gone to the beach. Were you surprised by the NBA Finals? And as far as Golden State winning at all? Mm, no. No? Uh, Do you even watch it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. They played who? The Celtics? There you <laughs> go. You got it. Boom. You got it. Wham. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You were too no, stuck I'm in not, tradition. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I did see a little bit about the parade they had the other day. Apparently someone proposed, like a little boy. Did y'all see that? A little boy proposed with a sign to Steph Curry's daughter. Oh, wow. Who's like 10. Like uh, a little 10-year-old boy held up a sign that was like, will you marry me? Smart Whatever kid. her name is. And she saw it and y'all, her reaction to her, you know, like yeah, I would yeah. think that she wouldn't, ever, in, in a parade like that, she's not getting much, much attention. So the fact that she's, like when she, when she saw it, her whole face lit up and she was like waving, mm-hmm. you know, to the guy. It was, it was uh, If you let Draymond Green to the podium, it's not suitable for children. That's right. There was a lot of beeps. Oh, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> yeah. watch. I also saw a, a reporter, a television reporter, dancing with Draymond Green. Dancing. <laughs> and Jeff Perlman, our buddy, he yeah. just tweeted out, Real reporters have no chance anymore. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and basically the question was, how awesome are you? Yeah. I, I just think that's where we are now. I mean, that's just where we are now. I mean, it, everybody wants to get involved, wants to get their minutes of fame, and they'll do anything, dance with the players. Can you imagine she, she Lars dancing with Nick even. Saban she tweeted, after a national She tweeted it out. I could. I, she, she, I think they could do the electric slide really well in his basement. She, she, she you and Saban, electric slide after the national <laughs> yeah. championship. That would be a little awkward. Yeah, Braxton had to do the uh, karaoke. The first-year coaches had to do karaoke during this time of year at Saban's house. So he had to do that this past weekend uh, during a recruiting trip. He said he was scared as could be. What did he sing? Uh, I forget. A country song, I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah. But... Um, 
Yeah. Hey, you got to go a deeper dive on that. No, we're not going to go much deeper than that. Does Saban sing? Uh, no, it's, he does. He has. Oh. But he makes the first-year guys do it. So Braxton was supposed to go. Uh, O'Brien said, look, I need you to go here. Braxton goes, I can't tonight. We have to go to coaches and do the karaoke. So uh, great way to kind of get those guys, uh, their first-year rookie GAs, uh, kind of put in their place a little bit. But a lot of fun as well. All right, we'll return. we got uh, Roger Hoover coming up next. Stay with us. We're live from AVX here on this Wednesday edition. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We're heading for highs in the other nights in the 100 across here this afternoon. Under partly cloudy skies, heat advisories are in effect. Only a slight chance for cooling showers. Thunderstorm today and tomorrow. Highs 98 to 100 both days. Lows tonight around 73. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 97 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in as we continue here on this Wednesday edition. And again, wow, Women on Wednesdays. Brittany Wagner joins us. Lars Anderson and Matt Coltram, Jay Barker, also joining us each and every Wednesday, not only through uh, the football season, all the way through the year as Roger Hoover and updating us on the Crimson Tide, all things Crimson Tide, that is. And we welcome a man from CTSN. Again, that's Roger Hoover. Roger, great to have you on. And, man, I hope you had a great weekend. Yeah, great to be on the show with you guys. As uh, again, we're still uh, a few weeks away from our last Crimson Tide competition. Still uh, a few months away from the next one, but uh, certainly we're doing well this time. Yeah, it's amazing. How? What are we now? I guess right at a month away from SEC Media Days coming up, so uh, things get a little bit quiet. We got Christy Curry's going to join us coming up at one thirty today. We'll talk Alabama basketball with her. I know you do uh, the uh, the play-by-play for them and, and cover them a ton. And I uh, just wanted to get your take on them a little bit, just kind of where you see them, some of the moves they've made in the off season, and uh, because we'll be talking to her in about an hour and 45 minutes. But uh, just your thoughts on what they've done in the off season, some of the players that, that have had transfer in in the portal and also the recruiting class that they've also got coming in that should be outstanding. Yeah, it really should be outstanding. And I, I love the fact that there are so many players that are coming in, uh, both transferring in. And we've seen this around college basketball, and specifically women's basketball. There have been a lot of rosters that have kind of changed overnight. But Alabama's is not necessarily changing overnight, even though they're getting in a, what would be a great haul and may form the nucleus of a you know starting lineup at a lot of other schools. You know, at Alabama, you're still going to have a lot of the familiar faces that have led to great success in the last two years going to the NCAA tournament and then making a deep run in the women's and IT with what they're able to bring back with players like Hannah Barber and Megan Abrams. And now you're able to add in some really talented players from all across the country, including uh, Sarah Ashley Barker, who are really thrilled that we now get to compete against and compete with after competing against her in some really tough games over the last couple of years. But uh, I think it's a tremendous roster. I think it's just credit to Coach Curry and the work she has done to make sure that she's able to blend in some players that have been around this program, know the expectation, know the standard of Alabama basketball, but also 
be willing to bring in some of the nation's best talent uh, through the transfer portal. And then Carly Weathers, who I think is going to be really outstanding, one of the best uh, prep basketball players from the state of Tennessee. I think she is going to be a wonderful addition as a freshman as well. Roger, uh, Arkansas took care of Alabama last night in the College World Series, 11-1. to uh, you've seen all these SEC teams. Now we have Arkansas playing Ole Miss in an, in an elimination game. Uh, give us just a, a preview of what you expect tonight, Arkansas, Ole Miss. I think it's going to be outstanding to watch, and it's crazy. You know, now we are left with three teams, uh, Texas A&M and then Arkansas and Ole Miss will square off against each other. Alabama picked up series wins against all of those teams. Uh, series victories against the Aggies and the Razorbacks and Tuscaloosa and then uh, swept Ole Miss at a point where Ole Miss the season really didn't seem like they'd get to Hoover at that point for the SEC tournament. And now they're uh, on the brink of the College World Series finals. So I think the baseball has been uh, tremendous. Certainly Auburn had a really good run. It was fun to see Sonny Teixeira hit all the home runs that he has hit uh, throughout the postseason before their season came to a close last night against the Razorbacks. But uh, – both really good teams. I think Arkansas probably has the edge just due to their pitching, and I just I love the fact that uh, you know what the lineup's going to be every time when Dave Van Horn brings that team to the field. So I'd probably give the slight edge to Arkansas over Ole Miss as they have been able to piece together a lot of innings on the mound really since that point. Uh, you know they didn't really have a true traditional starter when they faced Alabama uh, back earlier in the season, but yet they've been able to piece together innings, and it's led to a lot of wins for them. I've been amazed with the coaching job Mike Bianco has done with the Rebels. And then uh, Texas A&M coming up here in a little bit against Oklahoma, trying to make that berth as well. Uh, watch out for Texas A&M and college baseball uh, from here on out because this is only Jim Schlossnagel's first season in College Station as the head coach of the Aggies. He still has nowhere close to the roster that he's going to have eventually in terms of talent uh, because all the years he was at TCU, he already had all the great recruiting relationships you need within the state of Texas, but now he's got more resources. It's a very attractive place in the transfer portal, and I think he's awoken a sleeping giant in Texas A&M. I think they're going to be one of the elite baseball programs in this league for years to come. Thank you. Um, any one of these four can win it, and it wouldn't surprise me a bit. But anyway, Roger Hoover is on uh, the Jay Barker Show with us. Uh, Crimson Tide Sports Network. Roger, have you practiced this? Barker for three! <laughs> have you been practicing that yet? Absolutely. Barker to the rim, <laughs> left side layup, good. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. There you <laughs> go! Now, I want, I want defense, though. You know, Barker flies in for the rebound, levitates, grabs it off to the fire. You know, I want more of that. We need that defense. We need You'll that toughness that it. we saw her have in Georgia. <laughs> Can you work in uh, her, her dad into any of your calls? No, you don't need to do that at all. <laughs> I thought you were going to NIL her. You're going to have her participate in the Jay Barker show could sponsor your daughter. I, am, I mean, yeah. how perfect is that? It'd be great, yeah. She was going to come in another day, but then she had, to, she had to get out of town a little bit earlier than she thought. But uh, we'll, we'll get her in hopefully this summer. We got, but Chris, Christy Curry, the head coach, coming up at 1.30. And then we got the play-by-play, Roger Hoover, with us right now. So good stuff. But, uh, yeah, that I, I think Dad will be happy to have Roger Hoover saying that. For the Crimson Tide, no doubt about it. It's going to happen, too. No, we're definitely I've ready. I've we're seen excited. her play a lot. Not as much as you, but um, anyway, uh, seriously, because Jay probably wouldn't ask this question, I-, I think part of the puzzle pieces are fitting together with the addition of her, don't you? I think so. And I think it's, uh, it's always tricky in basketball because there's only one ball. And there are only five players that get to be on that court at a time. And I think Christy Curry is going to have, uh, you know, an interesting summer and fall trying to figure out 
what the best pieces are and then uh, who is best to bring off the bench in certain key situations. And I think Alabama played its best basketball this past year uh, later in the season when the roster had been trimmed a little bit uh, due to injuries or players going in the transfer portal. It seemed like once the rotation was a little bit smaller, they played their best. So I think they know that going into this season, and it's going to be really fascinating to see how everything goes summer. And I mentioned the summer because I think summer basketball now is – just as important, if not more important, than what we see in the fall. I think what we now see in the fall, once practice officially starts again in October, uh, they're already working on opponents, and they, they know their system by then. It's uh, really refining everything. I think this is where the competition is going to be over the next few weeks. Roger Hoover, CTSN, joining us as he does every Wednesday at 12.15. Just give, give the uh, the fans kind of the, the outlay of where the football team is right now kind of in their, uh, I know they've had the camps these past few weeks, they've had recruits in, they've got some commitments, uh, more that will be coming as we see after June and all the different visits, official visits that happen. But uh, just kind of give everybody kind of the schedule now here out up to SEC Media Days leading into fall practice. Uh, hard work is on the schedule, and it's uh, due every yeah. single day. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, hearing Will Anderson Jr.'s interview with Paul Feinbaum last week, and uh, he was talking about you know, the fact that 6.30 is a brand-new day each and every day, and that's where uh, Alabama's got to make its biggest gains in the weight room and then, you know, a lot of players kind of working on their own. I think it's interesting uh, this weekend Bryce Young is going to be at the Manning Passing Academy uh, once again, uh, refining his crafts with teachers like Peyton and Eli Manning and some of the best NFL quarterbacks are going to be there. So you know that his skill set is only going to improve. And I think everybody's just trying to make sure that they have that – hunger and fire that's necessary to get ready uh, for the start of fall camp coming up in August because this is a uh, Crimson Tide team that's trying to get back to a championship level and win a national championship. And we've seen Coach Saban teams all throughout his tenure in Tuscaloosa play really well and have a great summer focus and mindset after you know losing a national championship game or falling just short of their goal. So I think it's going to be fascinating to watch over the next few weeks. Uh, the offensive line is probably one area that I'm watching the closest just to see how they continue to gel and uh, who those five have become. I think that's going to be one of the big question marks going into it. But uh, for everybody else, it's just staying healthy, getting faster, getting stronger. That's what this time of year is all about. Yeah, most of the uh, I think, think um, publications or sites out there got Alabama ranked number one going into preseason with the number one player on offense, number one player on defense, and Bryce Young and Will Anderson. Also, Bryce Young's girlfriend is a, mar- a member of the Alabama basketball women's basketball team, so good stuff there. All right, uh, Roger, always great to have you be a part of the show each and every Wednesday. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Roger. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Tell Coach Curry I said hello. I sure will. All right, my man. Thank you. Again, Roger Hoover with CTSN. Joining us here on the Jay Barker Show live from AVX. We'll be back uh, just uh, in a few minutes as we continue live from AVX. Again, we got Brittany Wagner in studio with WOW Women on Wednesdays, and uh, we'll get more from her and also Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, I'm Jay Barker. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. 
Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O.
Hi, welcome back in. And some of the uh, headlines uh, for today, we got Gronkowski now announcing retirement after 11 seasons once again, and Tom Brady congratulating Gronk on it as well. Also, some college football news. Five-star wide receiver Carnell uh, Tate commits to Ohio State, and uh, also some college uh, basketball news. Former Purdue star, Big Ten Player of the Year, Caleb uh, Swing, uh, Swinigan, I think it is, passes away at the age of 25 years old. And another player, um, and I forget, it was one of the uh, NFL guys. Jalen. Yeah, um, Jalen. Yeah, Ferguson. That's right. Passed away at the age of 26. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And they said, uh, not sure they found him, uh, that he had passed away at his home. But a guy that, what he still holds the FBS record, I think, for uh, sacks. And uh, had a number of uh, sacks over the last few years in his NFL career. But um, really sad to see those guys so young passing away at that particular age. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just uh, tragic all around. And, um, you know, something caught my eye that uh, Andrew Bone, our recruiting expert, he uh, retweeted it, and it was um, just about uh, a a recruit told rivals, and here's the quote, and, and, and the recruit didn't, they didn't use a name here. Quote, I heard about cars, apartments, and just a lot of money, hundreds of thousands, six figures for sure. That's up front. Let's say you want to go to your dream school. I still feel like they'll take the money over their dream school. It hmm. doesn't matter. It really does. Uh, sorry, it really does matter. The money does matter. And guys, that's what we've been saying all along. It's just like anything else in life. You're going to go where you can make the most money, Matt, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. It makes sense. And I don't know if it's a continuation of that article or another one that I read, but there's a, uh, a rising junior that has supposedly been offered $1.1 million. He, he just got a driver's license. Okay? I just, I put, put that all in your head. Yeah. He's going to, and I guess he can get it now. Can't he? Can, can they send him the NIL money when he's a junior in high school? Surely I mean, not. Certainly, the gates are all open. I'm so. telling you, it's, it's getting there. I know there's about to be a lot of education going around NIL for high school students, and uh, there's actually companies that are building out um, these seminars and stuff that they'll go in and talk to high school students about how to handle NIL, what it's going to look like. Uh, as I said before, when this first happened, I said, how can you stop this from going to high school? I mean, if, if it's name, image, and likeness, a kid in high school should be able to do the same thing a kid in college does. And what How do you separate motiv- that? Because it's still, they're both amateurs. What motivation does he have to play senior year? Zero. Exactly. Zero. Yeah. Well, that's uh, it's Malachi yeah. Nelson. Uh, thank you, Josh Smith. Uh, USC. Yeah, USC so doesn't he recruit. have to enroll at USC before they pay him the money? Like, what if he takes the money and then goes, oh, just kidding, I'm going to go to Stanford instead? Well, it's supposed to be NIL through uh, companies more than it is through universities. Now, once he gets there, the collective will can take over that they've now got, which is, I mean, out of I just can't believe they, yeah. they've done this collective stuff. And I, look, and Alabama's going to benefit from it. Um, Alabama's building a huge one that's about to roll out, um, and it, it's amazing. I mean, they, they – uh, it's going to get to the point to where it's they're going to become employees more than just student athletes. Uh, there's going to be some some trade laws there that they're going to have to overcome. But um, yeah, who was the kid last year? Uh, um, not Weir, but what was the, the um, kid that went to Ohio State? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers. Ewers that's yeah. it. So he reclassified. So he was able to leave early and reclassified. Got some classes done in the summer, which you would know about how to do that, and then um, was able to then get his NIL money, which was over a million dollars, never saw it down at Ohio State, and then now it's transferred back to Texas. He got his mill. Yeah. 
and now he'll probably be the starting quarterback at Texas. And uh, the re- he, there's this interesting domino effect that uh, he goes to Texas, Texas starting quarterback, then goes to Nebraska. Well, and then uh, in their situation, didn't you say there was an article? Somebody saying Manning's going to get fourteen to sixteen million dollars in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be making more than his uh, uncle's worth. <laughs> I know. Make more than one of the, the assistant coaches. The coach that coaches him, he'll be making more money than that guy. He no, will be. You know, I mean, that, that, you know what? I, I, thought I hadn't that. thought about that no, either. No, we talked about I, it. About three I'm, weeks not ago. Run, yeah. I'm not running that. Okay. S- saying that now the, the players are gaining more control. The power. I mean, like like in the NFL, yeah. Jay. It who's is. more important, the head coach or the starting quarterback? Starting quarterback. There's no doubt. That's why the head coaches keep moving on and moving on. Players, they're, they're invested in The owner says, look, he's got you got to win with him. I put this much amount of money into this investment, so you got to make it work. If you can't, I got to find somebody that can. So now the power structure in in Cibola, if this continues the way it is, that's why a lot of the head coaches don't like this because you're going to have a, a point where you got quarterbacks, you got uh, star players that be making more than they are per year than than the head coaches. Now the power then shifts. Um, you know, you got guys now buying houses in in college <laughs> that are mansions. They're, you're, you're buying houses in in Tuscaloosa and housing some of your friends and you know i mean it's really just, oh yeah it's crazy it really is amazing i don't mean to press your buttons too far but yeah. they're doing this in tuscaloosa right i mean now? there's i, I, I know one, i know one that's bought a house yeah and you know it's gonna be a fraternity house right it should be yeah <laughs> i would invite all my office alignment over <laughs> the poor academic counselors of the world that have to try to convince these kids to go to class mm-hmm. because they still have to make the grades and they're not eligible and who's going to get fired when that doesn't happen? The academic counselor. But, I mean, their backs are up against a wall. Like, how do you convince a kid that's making $14 million to go to class? It's impossible. Yeah. And those poor people are making $42,000 a year in 2022, probably. And, I mean, the, with the an impossible making job. that in a month. Right. And you're, and you're looking at that person saying like you need to pass this math class mm-hmm. college algebra is really important really well, you know what i, I it hate is to, really yeah, i hate to be this damage. negative but what do you do when you have that kind of money and you want to make grades find pay somebody. someone find someone mm-hmm. right yeah <laughs> or you pay up. off lars anderson and give you an a <laughs> that's right hey, hey, I'm not for sale. my, my integrity is not for sale i okay, said good. he could be I guess other parts of me are for sale but not my integrity good answer didn't you just say that know where the money is <laughs> no he asked, he told me i would so oh, okay. uh, lars integrity is still intact mine's in question i love it uh, <laughs> but it is so different the dynamic that is this changed uh again the player with their the power with the coaches because the money does create that um and i and i know that's why coaches have been so hesitant about this especially the head coaches going wait a minute now i've got a kid now that my assistant coach is, is coaching that's making more money than him Here's the professional. Here's still considered the amateur, which they're you know now there's a fine line between that based on the money that they're making. Um, and I don't know. To me, the NIL was supposed to be name, image, and likeness. You sell a T-shirt that says Bryce Young. You do camps. You do speaking engagements. Social media. Social media stuff. Whatever promotional type stuff. The, the collectives and the universities were very smart on this. The ones you know A and M in Texas and the laws, the legislators there in Texas allow this to happen. California did it, too. They were the first two, uh, I think, states that really got on board with this. Uh, Alabama's late to it. That's why Coach Saban said that he was able to buy his players. It wasn't a shot really, at, you know, maybe it was a little bit, but not really a shot at Jimbo, but more or less saying, we have to get better at this. He was speaking to a group of people at that time trying to convince them we need new legislation. 
we need more commitment from from the uh, fan base and the corporate community for us to be able to have the ability to pay our guys twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars per year. Um, and he wants it across the board. That's the one thing that I've heard over and over again is that he does want to make this football is going to be the first uh, hand at the table or you know mouth at the table, but the, the, he wants to make sure all the the athletes in Alabama get something uh, out of this collective. He thinks that's the right thing to do. And how quickly is this escalating, right? Like it was about four weeks ago, Ryan Day, head coach of Ohio State, talking to business leaders of of Columbus saying, we need $14 million to pay our top 26 players. That's what's going to cost us after doing all the research. It's what's going to cost us to contend for a national championship. That equates to uh, $550,000 per player. And now we're talking about one player yeah. making 14 to $16 million in one season. So, yeah, Brittany, what I wanted before I was thinking, if you were like the head of the academic advisory department for athletes, if such a thing exists yeah, <laughs> at, at, a, at a school, <laughs> okay, yes, uh, what, what, what would you be telling the head coach? Like, how do you get these kids' attention to make sure that they go to class? I mean, do you just emphasize the fact, hey, your money is tied to you passing algebra or geometry or whatever it is. I think, well, I think it's a lot easier when you're at a junior college because eligibility is tied to you transferring out and playing at the next level, which NIL is going to be tied to the next level too. So I think that junior college job just got a whole lot easier because now, you know, you do have some leverage when you're at junior college to say, look, NIL is going to be great. You're not getting it until you get to Alabama. And if you don't go to class today, you're not getting there. So you better, you know, like put your priorities in order and get your butt to class. At the D1 level, when when you're the academic counselor, you know, at Texas and you're trying to convince these people to go to class, I think I think you need some help there. And, and I don't know that you that you'll get it, but I think you need some help there from the NFL, you know, to say, like, character matters yeah. and, and grades matter because it, it represents character and determination and work ethic. And that matters to the NFL. I mean, just off, you know, you asking that question, and my first thought is, you've got to tie it to their next step, which their next step is playing professionally. And so, if you can convince them that the NFL cares about their character and cares about their work ethic and their dedication, and the only way that they're going to really see that off the field is through your academics, and, and that's a long sh- shot. But yeah. it, <laughs> it seems like character matters more than ever to NFL coaches, NFL scouts, the Cleveland Browns. Unless you're just John yeah. Watson, nobody yeah. cares. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Two hundred thirty million will get you a lot when it comes to paying off uh, accusers. Twenty of twenty-four. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy, Mike. Some of these kids, you're, you're gonna start getting boosters, and people are in the community. Hey, I'll sponsor you, and if I sponsor you for, I, I'm gonna give you a million dollars. I want fifteen percent of your earnings for the rest of your life. There gonna be there'll be parents and kids who will go, yeah, I'll take that in a heartbeat. A million dollars will change my life, but they're gonna gamble on that. That they're kind of like in NASCAR and horse racing or whatever else that uh, they're going to have probably these sponsors to come out. I mean, I, I, look, the genie's out of the bottle. I don't know how to get it back. Toothpaste out of the tube, as you talk about, uh, can you get it back in? It is you know They didn't put the guardrails up the way they should have. Now, how do you go back and do it? It's tougher to go back and fix it than it is now yeah. to, uh, to, to, to move forward. So we'll see what happens. All right, more to come. Stay with us. Hour number one will continue and wrap it up. At one thirty. we got Christy Curry, head coach, of Alabama women's basketball. It's wow. Women on Wednesdays. Brittany Wagner with us as well from Last Chance U. And uh, we'll continue on the other side. Stay with us.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Everything's heading for highs in every night from the 100 across here this afternoon. Under partly cloudy skies, heat advisories are in effect. Only a slight chance for cooling showers thunderstorm today and tomorrow. Highs 98 to 100 both days. Lows tonight around 73. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 97 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Wednesday edition. Wow. Women on Wednesdays. We've got Brittany Wagner in the studio as always. And also coming up at 1.30, Christy Curry, head coach of Alabama women's basketball, will join us. And uh, earlier we talked to Roger Hoover from Crips Tide Sports Network. I brought this up earlier. We really didn't talk about it. Just more of a headline. But uh, Gronk is retiring. Uh, Lars, want to get your take on that. You're close to Tampa Bay. And uh, with Bruce Arians now out, Tom Brady coming back with two key parts to uh, their offensive system, a head coach and a tight end that he really relied on. Uh, saying that he's out. It, do you think this is real, or do you think this is a publicity stunt by uh, Gronk, or do you think this is him finally retiring? I think this is Gronk not wanting to participate in training camp. <laughs> I mean, when so you have it, the legal way his, to do his, it. His, his own agent, Drew Rosenhaus, told Adam Schefter, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back. Yeah, And I think what he'll do is wait and see how Tampa Bay is doing about right around the, the midway point of the season. He'll stay in shape. And he'll make this uh, triumphant return and help uh, Tampa Bay make make a run uh, late in the season. If in fact they are there, uh, if, if they are uh, you know in contention uh, for the playoffs, and and, and uh, certainly it, it appears like it. I've always thought that uh, Tom and Gronk would go out together. And um, you saw what Tom was going through, kind of waffling, going back and forth, and. And I, I think this is Gronkowski going back and forth. Um, I, you know, I don't think anyone would be surprised if uh, come you know early October Gronkowski announces that uh, he's returning and has uh, signed a, a deal with um, with Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay would be the only place he would go. My opinion. My bad. Yep. Do they still have rights? His rights? You know? I don't know. I, I believe they do. Um, I think they signed him to a two-year deal. But uh, regardless, I think the only play, only place he would want to go right. would be to be with Tom. I know, I know Bengals fans have, have been uh, been paying close attention to what Gronkowski has been saying, and he has been effusive in his praise of Joe Burrow. Uh, and since then, he could use another tight end. But there's no way. I mean, I, I think it's he, he's, he's played his entire career with Brady, uh, they are, you know, connected at the hip, so to speak. And so I, I think um, if he does come back, it would be with Tampa. And, uh, I, I mean, the the amount of hits he's taken just been incredible. Mm-hmm. Tight ends, to me, Jay, 
take the biggest hits of any position player on the field because going over the middle and uh, what is it like a, 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 a strong safety just screaming at you like you know as fast as possible and you're stretching up for a ball and you just get crushed and 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 Rob has taken a lot of big hits over the years still he's he's relatively young. I mean, would you agree that tight ends take the biggest hits? I don't. Yeah, I mean, they take some of the biggest hits, definitely. Running backs, fullbacks, tight ends, quarterbacks take big hits without being, you know, protecting themselves. Um, but yeah, tight ends over the middle—that's that, that's a very dangerous place to run routes, and the amount of hits that you can get there, uh, blocking it at the point of attack. You know, linemen take hits, but their hits are are, are are quick impacts. They're not the, you know, it is the pounding over and over and over again, but it's not the big hits you might get down the field. As you're talking about with tight ends, but yeah, tight ends, H backs, fullback, fullbacks used to be the ones they'd lead block on those linebackers, and that's why a lot of the fullbacks and a lot of issues with CTE and other things that we've seen. Over why do you years. think the what's full, a fullback? Yeah, I was just exactly. going to ask you. I was mad. I was thinking the exact same thing. Why is the He's fullback? The why is the fullback become basically extinct? I think it in the NFL, back. I think it's coming back. I really do. I, I think it comes in waves. Uh, all the defenses adjust to the spread, and you come back and you start running more H back. Fullback, we're seeing a little bit more of that in the NFL. We're seeing even more of that in college uh, over the last few years. And how important it is. I mean, to me, a quarterback's best friend is a running game and a tight end. Uh, tight end because of protection, because of the passing game, but also it widens uh, the the pocket. Uh, you can do so many things from a tight end position. We split him out in, in that slot position. Fullbacks, you can motion out into uh, routes. There's Those two positions are, 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 are in, in my mind, key uh, Who's the best, for, for quarterbacks. best fullback you played with? Uh, me okay. just watching, like, yeah, Lorenzo Neal, man, he was a bad dude playing KT, fullback. Yeah. Tom uh, Rathman for the 49ers. Uh, he could catch the ball out of the backfield as a fullback. A um, multi-purpose guy was Kevin Turner. Uh, could could block. God, he was so good, and he yeah. could also catch the ball in the backfield. And uh, we sadly lost him to NLS. Uh, pure blocker, pure runner. Uh, Martin Houston, no doubt. Uh, just unbelievable what he did. If you go back and watch the '92 season, most of the run yardage that we got. Yes, our offensive line did a great job, but him, what he did at the second level and allowing the backs to cut off of him, uh, the way that he played against Miami, he dominated uh, t- two All-Americans at that linebacker position. Um, he, he was and he was just a great leader uh, for FCA for all the different things off the field and on the field. Probably uh, overall, uh, probably the guy that I played with the most was with Martin. So Martin was a lot attributed a lot to our success and what we did and how we won uh, on the football field. Tarrant Lynch was phenomenal. I played with as well. He was actually came in as a tailback, got injured, and ended up gaining a little bit of weight, but then moved to fullback. And he was, again, kind of like a Kevin Turner type guy. He could power run, but he was out of the backfield, just amazing, catching the ball and making people miss, gaining those yards after catch. So I love the fullback. And Homer Smith loved the fullback. He loved, he always taught me, he always said, tight end, fullback, that's the best weapons for an running back and just having the running game. For a quarterback, and the way you can slip a guy out, you know, like I say, slip a guy out, the fullback into the flats, the guys that could run, guys. Once you, when you get out there, when the cornerback to be able to tackle a fullback is very tough, unless you're Antonio Lane. So who is that? That's funny. <laughs> I'll give him credit. <laughs> if you don't have a fullback on the roster in the NFL, and most, I, I would say ninety percent of the teams tight ends. don't. So yeah, where does that extra roster spot go to? Yeah, tight end. A tight end. Yeah, you carry a third like tight H, end. Back. Yeah, they make H him an back. H back type deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they might put a, an offensive lineman or guard that's. Pretty agile. They can play that position. Yeah. But, you know, when you see an NFL team put a, uh, yeah, say a guard mm-hmm. at fullback, you know it's a run, yeah. right? I mean, Y'all yeah. never had fullbacks because it doesn't matter. Junior college, did you? We didn't have tight ends. 
You didn't have time. Oh, you don't have had 75 yeah. wide receivers. We, yeah, yeah. We, and running backs. We didn't, Coach Stevens didn't believe in tight ends, so we never had one ever. <laughs> no tight ends. In so what did you get, like five wide? Just spread them out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Five yeah. wide receivers? Yeah. Which is good. I mean, we I mean, always had yeah. two to three like power running backs. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Third down back and short yardage, mm. but not a fullback. No. It's, it, it it did die away for a while. I mean, we're seeing more of them come back. The Ravens use a, a, a fullback or an H back type uh, situation, so especially on the goal line. But uh, no, yeah, fullbacks, man, leading up in that hole and attacking those linebackers or you know any type of um, you know counters and. Well, speaking of the Ravens, really quick, I know we're really short on time. Lamar Jackson, he's representing himself in his next contract negotiations, his mom, right? His mom. But, or his mom, yeah, sort of the family thing. Is that a good idea, Jay? I don't bad? think so. No, you hire people that know what they're doing, get it done, and work with the, uh, the front office. It keeps everybody kind of separated, right? So that now there's not, you're worried about negotiating against each other. You, you got these two agents or the people that are involved that need to make those decisions. And they've been through it. They know how to negotiate through it. They know all the legalese and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think he's making a mistake, but we'll see. How do you anyway. turn down your mama? She gets, what, the 2.5%? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, so. exactly. All right, we'll come back. Uh, hour number two up next right here on the WOW. Again, Christy Curry joins us at the bottom of the hour. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces of all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over, and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for a high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. 
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hi, welcome back in. Hour number two is up and uh, ready to go. We got uh, Christy Curry's going to join us at the bottom of the hour at one thirty. So look forward to that. The women's basketball coach for University of Alabama and uh, get her take on all things happening throughout the summer. Brittany Wagner in studio with us too. It's Wow Women on Wednesdays, and uh, we got Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. I'm Jay Barker. We're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. And uh, coworkers, family, and friends that do a lot of charitable events as well. We call it the bowling of this generation, a lot of great food and drinks, and uh, just a lot of fun. Also, we are driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, uh, more to get into some of the uh, top headlines today. Gronk has decided to retire once again for the Buccaneers. Lars says he thinks he'll be back, and that this right now is just a kind of a PR move, but uh, we'll work out and uh, more of getting out of these uh, OTAs and training camp and stay healthy, work out, and then maybe come back whether it be during the beginning of the season or midseason, in order to make a run for another championship with Tom Brady. So we'll see. And a lot of that coming from Darren Ravel, right? Uh, is it Darren Ravel? Who was it that you said that uh, made the statement earlier this morning about that? His agent? Adam, yeah. Ad, oh, it was, Adam it was from, okay. uh, yeah, Drew Rosenhaus, Drew Rosenhaus uh, sorry, texted yeah. Adam Schefter yesterday, okay. uh, late yesterday, and uh, said, hey, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back. So, again, if you have your agent saying that, it seems like uh, the door is wide open. And that maybe was trying to send a message to uh, Jason Light, the uh, general manager of the Tampa Bay Bucks. I want to get you guys' take on the British Open now. The Open uh, celebrating their 150th opium, uh, Open. Opium. Open. <laughs> uh, players involved in the Live Golf Invitational Series now will be allowed to compete at the 105th uh, Open Championship at St. Andrews next month. The R, uh, R&A announced it on Wednesday. The decision follows the USGA allowing players who have joined Live Golf Series, which is financially backed by Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, to play at this past weekend's U.S. Open. English Matt, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick won the major at the Country Club. Four-time major champion Brooks Kepka uh, will also become the latest player to make the switch, as we brought up yesterday, to Live Golf. A move announced Wednesday as he joins Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, and also Bryson DeChambeau. The uh, Open is golf's original championship since it was first played. 1860 openness has been fundamental to its et- uh, ethos and uh, unique appeal. Our uh, uh, RNA uh, CEO Martin uh, Slumber said in a statement, players who are exempt or have earned a place through qualifying for the 150th Open in accordance with the entry uh, terms and conditions will be able to compete in the championship at St. Andrews. We're focused on staging a world-class championship in July and celebrating this truly historic occasion for golf. We will invest the proceeds of the Open, as we always do, for the benefit of golf, which reflects our purpose to ensure the sport is thriving 50 years from now. That Open begins on July 14th coming up, and uh, Live Golf hosts its first event in St. Albans on the outskirts of London earlier this month where former Masters champion 
Charles Swartzel, Swartzel, I guess you said. Swartzel. Swartzel, yeah. thank you. Winning uh, the tournament. So sources uh, talked about, uh, which now has uh, signed eight, uh, Live Golf signed eight of the top 50 players, introducing a revamp schedule that will include increased purses worth at least $20 million at eight existing marquee events. The tours players advisor, advisory committee and board yet have yet to approve the changes. So uh, a lot going on, but um, your take on Lars, I'll start with you as far as live golf. We've talked about it. Is this going to be something to be good, bad for the PGA, and will the PGA adapt to it? And it looks like now the British Open at least is saying we're open to having these players be a part of this. Yeah, the uh, the pettiness between the PGA and Live Golf uh, continues. So uh, uh, Jay Monahan, uh, who is the commissioner of the PGA, he just starts a press conference, and he's like two minutes into it, and this just happened a, a little bit ago. Um, Live Golf comes out and announces officially that Brooks Kepka is joining the tour. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's just this back and forth. And then you have Rory McIlroy. I mean, Rory is quickly becoming the like unofficial spokesperson for all the players on on the PGA tour and he's continuing to vent his frustration of of the live series uh, saying he found their the comments of golfers and especially the behavior Brooks Kepka Brooks uh, Kepka uh duplicitous because Kepka was you know he was asked about the live tour during uh the US Open he said oh I haven't even thought about it I haven't even thought about it and what happens on Monday? He joins the tour, he join, or he leaves the PGA and, and, and joins uh, Live. And, uh, and so now the, the Live series, they have Dustin Johnson, DeChambeau, as you said, Mickelson, and, um, and, and McElroy was asked, uh, am I surprised about all this? And he said, yeah, because of what, um, uh, because of what Brooks had previously said. I think so. I'm surprised at a lot of these guys because they say one thing and then do another, and I don't understand that. I don't know if that's for legal reasons or if they can't. I have no idea, but it's pretty duplicitous on their part to say one thing and do another thing the whole way through in public and private, all of it. <laughs> hey, here's something very significant. The surviving family members from 9-11 have issued a statement to the PGA players. To those of you who remain loyal to the PGA Tour and did not defect to the Saudi Arabia bankrolled Live Golf Series, we thank you and the sponsors who support you. Thank you for standing up for decency. Thank you for standing up for the 9-11 families. Thank you for resisting the kingdom of Saudi Arabia's effort to cleanse its reputation by buying off professional athletes. Boom! <laughs> pretty huge that's big yeah. I, I agree and um i just wonder does this story have legs to it do people who aren't hardcore golf fans matt you and i are jay you are too do they really care about what's going on i in my, I, I think so in, in my mind i think there is some hypocrisy because of the nba with china and we've seen all the the atrocities the things that have happened there with the Uyghurs and with other things that have happened that have gone on that the NBA has really not spoken out against, uh, but yet has been supported. They've made a ton of money off of that. Um, players have come out and actually gone up against it. The NBA has not stood behind them. Other players like LeBron have stood for it as far as saying we should still be playing it or, or, or still focusing on China. Uh, so I think there's some of that in sports. I think in sports is sports. Um, and, you know, I, I, I know the fund is coming from whatever it's called, 
um, the, the, the billions of dollars they've they've raised in order to help, I guess, with sports and stuff. Um, it's it's a money grab. I mean, these guys are looking at it. I can get one hundred fifty thousand, one hundred fifty million dollars to just sign. Then I can make money off of this tour. So two things are going to happen. Um, anytime the ceiling is raised by another, whether it be a player or another group that comes in, it's going to affect the ceiling of the other other other. Uh, so the PGA tours going to step it up, right? They're going to say we got to get more perks. So it's only going to increase money for the players. So whether it's it's a good thing or a bad thing or a bad public image, I think ultimately it could help the PGA become better. I think anytime you have competition, you get better, and anytime you have competition, it's going to help the players, the people involved, get better and get even better. Uh, purses for these uh, particular tournaments so we'll we'll see how it kind of works out but um you know here's the thing the pga made it clear if you go play we're gonna we're gonna rip you of of your contracts we're gonna take you to court we're gonna hold you liable so these guys legally had to say retiring from the pga yeah joining live they didn't want to do that they wanted to say we'll go play a few live tournaments we'll play pga we don't want to do that and then finally i think they just realized in order to legally get around it they had to go to live and say, look, we're, we're leaving this. You're going to have to pay us up front in order for us to be a part of that. Brittany, any thoughts on your part? I just saw that the ratings Sunday were 5% down from the ratings last year. So clearly the general public, if the general public was that interested and that dedicated to making sure the PGA existed and thrived over live, then turn the TV on and, like, watch it. <laughs> I, I'll also say this. Yeah. The, the big names that have defected over to the live tour think about it brooks kepka has been battling injuries for a long time yep. and his his body is is in not decay but his body's breaking down same thing with bryson dechambeau yep. yep. uh mickelson he's on the back nine he's in the winter of his career so is lee westwood so is ian poulter uh and then i mean with dustin johnson you could just call it apathy i think he'd rather be fishing than playing golf right but he just happens to be really really good at golf yeah is, is so lit- you get more money yeah. for less less time spent on the course there, there is kind of i guess the political the, the political or the politics of it and as matt brought up you know you, you got to pay attention to those views as well because those are important to those people that feel like you know this is going against what happened on 9-11 i get that but at the other side of this Taking that away is is live like the USFL trying to compete with the NFL? Are they bringing you know stars like Herschel Walker? We saw uh, Steve Young, all these different. Yeah, you know, I think big, that's a good comparison. Well, they never flew con- a plane into the towers. No, no, I know that. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> didn't say that. I, I said let's take that away from all this <laughs> and let's compare it from sports. Are, are they trying to compete? I guess at that y'all level? can tell. I can't get away from that part of it. Yeah, I can't. All right, yeah, we'll, uh, going to. we'll we'll get, we'll come back on the other side. More to come, and don't forget at the bottom of the hour we got Christy Curry, the head coach, of women's basketball, Alabama, joining us, and uh, we'll get her thoughts on their upcoming season, what they got going on as far as training during summer as well. Stay with us. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We're heading for highs in the upper 90s to 100 across the acceptance. Under partly cloudy skies, heat advisories are in effect. Only a slight chance of cooling showers. Thunderstorm today and tomorrow. Highs 98 to 100 both days. Lows tonight around 73. I'm meteorologist Bill Mario. Tide 100.9. It's 98 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 
hippie. Papa was a copper and the mama was a hippie. In Alabama, she was swing a hammer. Price you gotta pay when you pick the panorama. She never knew that there was anything more than gold. What in the world does your company take me for? Black bandana, sweet Louisiana. Robbing on a bank in the state of Indiana. She's a runner, rebel and a stunner. From the Maryland saying, baby, what you gonna? Looking down the barrel of a hot man for it. couple other Alabama football news for you today. Oregon four-star tight end. Riley Williams announces Alabama among finalists for him. He has a final three, Ohio State, Miami, and the Crimson Tide. And he is a, a four-star from Central Oregon Catholic. He announced, uh, will announce his decision on July 1st. So we'll see what happens there. Also, Alabama lands 17 players on Phil Stills' preseason all-SEC team. And I love Phil Stills' books every year. I mean, some of the best information you'll get about uh, college football. He does a great job. It is so thorough, and his analysis is uh, so insightful. Um, I really respect Phil because, he, Matt, the, the amount of work Uh-oh. that goes into compiling those reports on each team. And it, the only the, the issue, the problem is, is it's the lag time between uh, finishing it and then getting it printed, and then getting it into the hands of the public. Especially now. Yeah, because all, it, we have access to so much information. But still, it really it, it holds up for the most part. And and, and uh, I know when, gosh, Jay, when, when we first started, it was kind of the first thing, I think you told me to do that, like, get this, yeah. and that will help us. You know, mm-hmm. you can refer to it and when you're talking about other teams. It's like the Farmer's Almanac it is. of college yeah. football. And yeah. don't buy it for the pictures because there aren't any. And I, he used to print yeah, it on, like, newsprint, just... right, because it was so many pages. It's yeah. hardcore analysis. Yeah. It's really good. So inside of that, the first team includes quarterback Bryce Young, running back Jameer Gibbs on offense, wide receiver Jermaine Burton, defensive lineman, um, Two transfers right there. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. linebacker Will Anderson, uh, Henry Toatoho, uh, defensive uh, back Eli Ricks. Another transfer. So it's four transfers, including yeah. Toatoho and Jordan Battle, who I absolutely love. I think that kid's going to be a phenomenal uh, pro, and I've talked too. about that since the day saw him come on campus uh, as a high school, just leaving high school that uh, that spring. Uh, as the second uh, unit, you got tight end Cameron uh, Latu, you got offensive tackle uh, Ekior, uh, you got kicker Will Reichert. Made the cut as well. Defensive lineman uh, Byron Young, linebacker Dallas Turner and Gibbs. Uh, this time, uh, kickoff returner were named to be the third team. Wide receiver Tyler Harrell, defensive backs uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, and DeMarco Helms rounded out the list of players on the fourth team selection. So I, I, I think Alabama's defensive secondary is going to be really, really good this year. And I think third team for Dallas Turner is going to get that's him a exactly ton of who I, That's who exactly <laughs> who I wanted to ask you yeah. guys about. Yeah. I have been hearing so much, so many positive reviews mm-hmm. of Dallas Turner and how if uh, Will and, if Will Anderson wasn't there, yeah. like Dallas Turner, we'd be talking yeah. about him as a potential mm-hmm. SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Yep. And him teamed with Will Anderson, it, it, it's going to be incredibly fun to watch and make it incredibly difficult mm-hmm. for offenses to attack the Alabama defense. How'd you like to be an offensive coordinator on Alabama's schedule this year? What do you think Sark's doing when he's watching that film? Uh, I don't have enough tackles. I don't have enough tight ends. Well, they paid enough for them. 
That's true. <laughs> Fifty grand each. Oh, Last recruiting class. Yeah. Oh, wow. Pretty amazing. But good for the big boys. Getting some love. I love that. Mm. What has impressed you, Brittany, sort of from afar? And I know you're not an Alabama fan. I was going to say, please don't ask me an Alabama I am. I am. Question. No. But, but what, what do you think? How has the machine been humming so well for so long at Alabama under Nick Saban? Well, I think there is a there. I mean, we you know, there's a lot of jokes with other teams in the SEC about the process, you know, and people roll their eyes. But I think there really is a process. Like, I think he really does have a structured environment in place, and I think he he sticks to it no yeah. matter what. You know, he doesn't get caught up in the hype and the hoopla. He doesn't get caught up in the drama, and and he doesn't. I I say it all the time. I'll meet great. I used to meet great assistant coaches that would come through Scuba. And I would think like, oh, that guy needs to be a head coach because he knows, like he's got it figured out. And then he would get the head coaching job and he would sell out. You know, he would sell out to the donors. He would sell out to the players. He would sell out to everybody because he was just trying to, you know, be liked. And I don't think Saban ever sells out. Like, I think he he stays true to who he is. He stays true to his process and his plan. And and he just sticks to it no matter what. And there's something to be said I for that. I totally agree with that. He can't, he, when he got here, I remember uh, talking to Mal about it and he said look you know one of the stipulations in his contract was that he's not going to do all these events he's going to do a crimson caravan he'll go do his kind of thing every year that's it he's not going to reach if every booster that wants him to come speak he's not going to go speak uh he'll do certain things at certain times and he aligned himself with the right people and and i think too he knew, he knew that he had to kind of get rid of some of the power brokers that were there at the time that were not doing the best things for the university or for the football program for the athletic program they were more worried about their status and what they looked like or how they were being treated or, or that they had the power that they had at that particular time. So uh, Mal gave him the keys, and uh, he took him and ran with it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But I would think that his uh, system, Brittany, would be replicated over and over and over because it's proven to be so successful. And I, I know from having different uh, uh, student-athletes in my classes that pretty much every minute of every day is scripted out. And it's almost scripted out from the moment they step on campus. Is it that way at other schools, or is that sort of a unique thing to Alabama? No, it's that way at other schools. I think the thing maybe that isn't the same at other schools is it may be that way for for one block of guys. And then there's this another block of guys over here in this box that are the, you know, the names. And, And the rules don't apply to them. And I think sometimes when that happens, you know, you get some beef among the team. You get people that end up not liking each other. That brotherhood kind of disintegrates because there is jealousy. These are these are kids. I mean, there is jealousy and there is kind of that that war back and forth. I mean, at East Mississippi, it was always, for some reason, our offense versus our defense. And, man, like, we had this great team, but, like, those t- the two units could not get along. Like, they hated each other because there was different treatment for the offense than there was for the defense. I remember my first player that went to Alabama was Quentin Dial. And he told me, he said, I had two players that went to Alabama the year that he did, Brandon Lewis and Quentin Dial, both were D linemen. And he told me, he called me, and he said, Miss Wagner, 
they call me constantly. Like I, I have a schedule. It is color coded, and they are constantly on me about making sure I am where I'm supposed to be when I, where you know, when I'm supposed to be there. And he was like, honestly, you prepared us for that. Like you tried to do that. You were just one person, and they've got ten people doing your job. But he was like, it's unbelievable. You know, the the way that he was like, I get I get alerts and text messages and like reminders constantly. To make sure that I don't mess this up. Yeah. If I've had a a certain student athlete in a class, usually about five minutes into class, I'll see somebody peeking through to make sure sure that the uh, student athlete's there. That's how I got my start. I was a student worker. That was a class checker. That doesn't apply to every student athlete, just certain ones. Just certain ones. Yeah. (laughs) I was Fred Smoot's class checker at Mississippi State. (laughs) Were you really? I really was. Yeah. Just, just the starters. They don't care if the other ones go to class. Wow. Just joking. Just joking. It's just the ones they know that are struggling going to class. They're not getting up and going. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, nobody checked up on me. <laughs> we got uh, Christy Curry coming up. Women's basketball coach, Alabama Crimson Tide. Also, don't forget, tomorrow, uh, June 23rd, on campus there at Alabama, they're going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary of the passing of Title IX, in addition to honoring and recognizing the overall history of women's athletics at UA. So uh, we're going to talk about that as well with her coming up on the other side. Stay with us. Again, Christy Curry coming up next. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now. Now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. All right, welcome back in as we continue here live on this WOW. We call it WOW Women on Wednesdays. And we got Brittany Wagner in from Last Chance U with us each Wednesday. And we like to highlight uh, women's sports and doing that today with Christy Curry, the women's basketball head, women's basketball coach for the Crimson Tide. And a great thing happening coming up tomorrow on campus, June 23rd. Uh, they'll be celebrating the 50th anniversary of the passing of Title IX in addition to honoring and recognizing the overall history of women's athletics at UA. So, University of Alabama doing a big thing tomorrow for Title IX. But first of all, Christy, welcome in. Thanks for being with us, and uh, great to have you on. Thanks so much for having me, Jay. It's great to be on today. We'll talk about what's going to be happening tomorrow, because that, that's really important, and celebrating Title IX, and hard, hard to believe it's been 50 years. Absolutely. You know, we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the passage of Title IX, and, you know, recognizing the history and tradition in women's athletics here at Alabama, so... It's amazing that it's been 50 years, and to see the progress and growth has just been really, really incredible. And thankful that I have two daughters that, you know, have it better than I did, you know, 30 years ago. And, and just the opportunities to participate has really, really been, been special to see. Coach, it's uh, Lars Anderson here, and I have twin girls who are five, and uh, I am so thankful that uh, that we are celebrating uh, the anniversary here of Title IX. It did it – was complete game changer um can you just give us an update kind of what is what are your players doing right now and and how are you already sort of preparing for the upcoming season 
Well, we're really, really excited. Um, we returned like 92% of our scoring Lars, and then we've added six new faces. And, um, you know, just this team um, having a 21 season a year ago, making the NCAA tournament a year before, um, had a really rough 29 days in January with COVID, or we would have been back to the tournament. But just really excited about the future of the program. And our players are, are on campus right now working really, really hard with our strength coach. Um, we're in individual workouts, small groups. We're in team workouts. So, we're allowed eight hours in the summer, but the thing I love the most about this team is there's always a ball bouncing, and it's the time that they're spending in the gym when nobody's watching. So the commitment, um, where we're at, and we're just really excited about the upcoming season. Coach Curry, this is Brittany Wagner. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you today, Brittany? I'm good. So I think we have a mutual friend. Brooks Donald <laughs> Williams was my college roommate. And I know that she was assistant coach for you a while back. I think maybe you guys just saw each other recently. But um, talk about, I know she moved on to be a head coach and left Alabama to, to be the head coach at, at University of Louisiana Monroe. Um, but give, talk about your assistant coaches and how much those coaches help and, and impact the program. Well, they are a big impact. You know, they're an extension of, uh, of who I am every day. And, you know, our four coaches and obviously our strength coach and trainer are always there, your two most important staff members because of the time that they spend. But Brooks Williams is a star, and I know you through her. So <laughs> I've enjoyed um, following your career. And, you know, Brooks is at my alma mater, Louisiana Monroe, so I'm really proud of her. She was a camper back in the day at my camp at Louisiana Tech. So to see her grow not only as a coach but as a mom is amazing. And um I've been really blessed to have some amazing assistant coaches. Katrina Merriweather is the head coach at the University of Memphis. Uh, Sharika Wright's the head coach at Texas Arlington. Katie Gerald's is the head coach at Purdue. Um, I've got assistants all over the country. Um, and as I mentioned, Brooks. So, you know, um, I tell you what, there's so many people around your program. And, like, we're just talking about Title IX, just the resources that we have now in our programs to make sure that our, that our little girls are surrounded with greatness every day and great role models and, um, great coaches and teachers. It's really special to see. Hey, Christy, my name's Matt Coulter. I'm not really sure we've ever met, but I've been around a, a long, long time and uh, admire what you do. But And I want to continue the conversation about Title IX. As much ground has been made in this 50 years, is there room to grow? There certainly must be. Absolutely. I think that we've only scratched the surface. Um, I think when you look across the country at every level, you see how many opportunities that little girls have to play and to participate in sport, but I think there's so much room for growth, um, you know, at the grassroots level all the way up to the collegiate level. But I tell you, our leadership group here at Alabama with Greg Burns' leadership and Tiffany Grimes and Jess Perret, um, what they do to support our program uh, on campus and in the community and our players with life after basketball, um, you know, you only see it going up from here. So, I think I have a perspective headed into, you know, 35 years in this business to see where we were and where we're headed. I think I think there's unlimited potential for growth. So we're excited about that. And any way that we can impact little girls in sport, I know we appreciate you guys just talking about it today. So thank you all so much. Christy Curry, the uh, head coach, women's basketball, University of Alabama. And I know one girl that's there now that uh, I'm happy to have back home with Sarah Ashley. But talk about some of the, the newcomers, some of the uh, ones that – are coming in from the recruiting class and also uh, the portal that can really make an impact for this team? You know, the portal is ongoing, and um, it's, you know, obviously something that we've, we've really benefited from. Um, and speaking of Sarah Ashley, we're so excited, Jay, that she's home and what an impact she is as a person and a player. 
Um, when I was talking about the ball bouncing, she's always in the gym. So we are loving spending every day with her and so proud she's back home and can't wait to watch her the next three years. Um, we signed Ryan Cobbins out of South Dakota State, um, a 6'1 forward who's a really talented player. Uh, Loyal McQueen that set out last January um, was a starter at Georgia Tech in the backcourt. And then Gianna Cunningham gives us some depth inside, a 6'5 kid out of West Virginia. And then a leading scorer from Illinois, Aaliyah Nye. So it's our deepest, most talented team. Like I said, we returned 92% of our scoring and added six six new faces. Um, the other young lady that's going to really make a difference for us is Carly Weathers, Miss Tennessee Basketball, our really only true freshman. So, hey, this team is going to be fun to watch. And we need all you guys to come see us, okay? Y'all need to be in the stands. Season tickets go on sale July 27th. So um, we're excited to bring Sarah Ashley back home and, Add some pieces around her in this current team. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Coach, how, how difficult, and if you don't mind, kind of walk through the process uh, from Georgia to Tuscaloosa that Sarah <laughs> Ashley went through. Is the portal, I mean, golly, what, if, if you guys don't already have enough to do, uh, now you've got to figure out this and how, how to use it to your advantage. Is it tough, and, and can you go through the kind of the steps that it took to get Miss Barker on campus? Well, you know, it's um, it's evolving every single day. Um, it's now not going away, and it's going to be part of the recruiting plan in the future. Um, it has to be. And, you know, I think that the portal can either work for you or against you. We've worked really hard to make sure that our athletes in place are recruited every single day to stay on campus. And then we're going to utilize the portal because when you can bring an experienced player in, um, it's definitely going to give your team um, just an advantage. As a person and a player, when you look at Sarah Ashley competing in the SEC, competing in the best league in the country, and she brings two years of experience to an already experienced team, um, it can definitely be a game changer for you. Um, we are constantly checking the portal. I mean, we hit that refresh button all spring. And when you look at your 23, 24, and 25, and 26 classes, you can't really plan ahead like you could from a four-year plan. Um, when the portal came about, it completely changes your numbers. So. Um, we're just excited. Um, we feel like the portal will benefit us. We're going to work really hard to build relationships. And when someone enters the portal that we have a relationship with or familiar with or have a position need, um, as you can see across the country, um, the portal is, is never going away. We've got to be a part of that to be successful. So July 27th, that's right. Tickets go on sale? Tickets go on sale. We need all of Birmingham. We need all of you guys in the stands. Brittany, you got to come see us. Lars, y'all got to come see us, okay? Absolutely. Absolutely, you bet. I, I bet we'll you can it. get a free ticket. I bet you've got somebody right there that can help you get on the ticket. I think list. I might. Y'all need to buy a season ticket. I think you probably do. But y'all, right. Hey, y'all got to buy tickets. I look forward to seeing you guys in the stands. Coach Curry, thank you so thank much. You. We appreciate you being with us today. Hey, thanks so much, you guys. Have a great day and roll tide. Hey, Roll Tide, you too, and uh, congratulations on celebrating 50 years tomorrow on campus, uh, tomorrow the 23rd of June. They'll be doing that at the University of Alabama, celebrating all women's sports and the impact of Title IX. All right, that's Christy Curry joining us, head women's basketball coach for Alabama. We'll wrap up and, and continue uh, the second half of this hour number two. Matt, what you got? Um, I don't know how much you guys will be interested in this. It's just a fascinating story to me. But when we come back, how do humidors and Major League Baseball coexist and why? This is a great story. Cigars. Uh, oh. No. No. You probably know about this. I don't know if Lars and Brittany do, but they're, it's, a, it's an interesting process that they, that they use. And I'll hold it for three minutes and five seconds.
Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. For more from Tide 100.9, let's it fly! on Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Temperatures are heading for highs and never mind near 100 across here this afternoon. Under partly cloudy skies, heat advisories are in effect. Only a slight chance for cooling showers. Thunderstorms today and tomorrow. Highs 98 to 100 both days. Lows tonight around 73. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 98 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Humidors in baseball. I've been waiting three minutes and five seconds for this. <laughs> Want to hear what Matt Coulter had to say about it? And I know that this definitely inter- interests you because of your interest in baseball. But um, pretty interesting. You were kind of telling us a little bit about it in the break. But uh, share it with our audience. Well, I think most people are aware um, the baseballs are made in Haiti. They're sent to the United States. They go to the major league clubhouse. They go through a process called muddying, where and believe it or not, this is true, too. They take mud that is specifically from this one part of the Delaware River. It is put in a can, and all the clubhouses have it. Uh, they claim that that place on the Delaware River is protected. Nobody really knows where it is. That's not the point here. When they are shipped to the Major League Clubhouse, they're put in humidors. I didn't know this part of it. And they are put in humidors until three to four hours before a game. And then a clubhouse attendant will take it, get a little of the mud, and muddies it. It takes the glean, it takes the shine off of the baseball. Easier to grip for the pitchers. But um, then they put them back into the box, put them back into the humidor, and use them for the baseball games. Now, what an age. What, uh, yeah. You know, it's cool that that's been going on for like 100 years. Same river, Has same really mud. Been going, I, I think it's been going, well, it's been going on. For the 50 years of my life, I know that. So let's say half a century at least. But um, and, and I can remember when I was playing, you'd, you would rub your own baseballs down. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, we don't, how many did you get, Jay? When you played a high school game, you got like two, maybe four? And you had to, uh, somebody baseballs? had to, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Four, you you know, it's four. not like Major yeah. League Baseball where right. it's in the dirt, you throw it away. Right. But uh, it's just, it's, it's a procedure that at one time, my understanding the umpires used to rub the balls down. But now a clubhouse attendant does it, and then he oversees it. And then if he sees one he doesn't like, oh, too much mud here, mm-hmm. he throws it out. So it might be the most uninteresting story that you have heard today, but I thought I would roll it I out there I think I've anyway. seen something like this with footballs now. They're doing kind of the same process. Except for Tom Brady. Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd have placed <laughs> him down. Just take the air out. <laughs> so is there a big crater in the Delaware River now where they've been scooping the mud out of the same spot for 100 years? We can't. Doesn't that damage know, the Delaware River? I don't know, Brittany. Oh, golly. <laughs> where are the environmental? Here we go. Environmentalists <laughs> can come over there and stop taking our mud. That's right. Uh, and what's so special about that mud? I don't know. Why I guess it's the what they started. Is. There is something to it. Mm-hmm. That the texture be. of the mud... Huh. 
that they've been using it for uh, for decades. Now but. I want to go to Delaware. Did you do anything special, Matt, in your career, baseball or Lars? Any, any like, because I always heard of guys like putting their bats in the freezer, uh, <laughs> putting uh, tennis balls, like opening up the top of a bat, putting tennis balls in to get more, you know, push off the bat or whatever. I mean, anything to get around the system. Did you, do you know anybody that did that or know of people that did that? Softball, was, baseball? My baseball no. career peaked in about eighth grade. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember doing anything like that. Um, I was certainly no choir boy, but, uh, I don't remember doing anything like that. Uh, There's the one the thing, there it is right there. The one thing I do remember is that, uh, I, I played softball for a long time, very competitively. Mm-hmm. Um, and people said that if you nuked, if you microwave softballs, <laughs> they would go a lot further. Yeah. And that didn't bother me because in my career as a softball player, I had one home run. So over the fence. Now I had a few inside mm-hmm. the park, believe it or not. Can you see me and inside the parker? <laughs> I can. Back yeah. in the day. Back, Back in, in the day. day. But, now, uh, like I said, my, my career, uh, baseball career, peaked in, in uh, yeah, when I was eighth grade. I was pitching, and I still remember Jeff Moeller. He hit a ball, and I still think it's flying to this day. Uh, <laughs> it went so far. Uh, I was like, I'm done. Everybody yeah. served one of those. Up. <laughs> I promise you. I am Maybe done. more than that. Jeff, I wonder what he's doing today. Can we call him? He's a police officer in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I, I, ta- I actually saw him not too long ago, and he told me about he had to arrest one of our friends. There's an outstanding oh, warrant, no. and he bumped into him. And it was my friend, I'll call him Steve. My friend Steve went up to Jeff and uh, at a convenience store, said, hey, how's it going? How's it going? And Jeff's mm-hmm. like, sorry, Blake. buddy. There's, oh. there's... Josh is doing a great job showing. This is the mud. We're looking at where yep. they get the mud, Delaware, Delaware River. There we go. And uh, they actually, the Phillies go out there and get their own. Is that the Phillies? <laughs> That's hilarious. Special kind of mud. Yeah, yeah. What job yeah, yeah. title does that guy have? The mud job. The mud room. <laughs> he looks retired. <laughs> this looks like something I could do. Oh boy, he's a real, real process on exactly how to get the mud. He's like scooping the top off. Mm-hmm. Matt, is is, is the that du- why they call him the Mud Hens? Isn't Delaware's nickname the oh, Mud Hens? Toledo. Is it the Toledo? Oh, oh that's it. Just that's kidding. It. Yeah. Is the doctrine of baseballs as big of an issue now as it was, it seemed like, back in the 80s? Who was that? Burt Blylevin, who uh, we saw, like, he's trying to empty his back. Oh, that was his... Joe Necro. <laughs> oh, Joe. Yeah, and yeah. let me tell you, that doctrine and working yeah. on baseballs when you're a knuckleball pitcher is, is a real art. But Gaylord Perry was a guy that would just go on Johnny Carson and tell everybody yeah, he did it. Like sandpaper. Uh, <laughs> like in the Vaseline. Yeah. Vaseline on the, on the bill of a hat. Yeah. Um, a lot of different pine tars, certain places. Um, no, they've cracked down. I mean, and, and they have visuals. Major League Baseball is watching every pitcher, and I don't think it's nearly as easy as it used to be. I don't – where are we in the time? 51? Yeah, but, Brittany, yeah. You, you brought something up during the break. It was far more important than rubbing down baseballs, okay? And that was the Title IX deal. Yeah. So Tell I, us t- – just give us a little of its history. A little history of Title IX. I teach this in my class that I teach. Um, so Title IX actually was not about sports. It was – Patsy Mink um, out of Hawaii wrote the bill for Title IX, and she wrote it because she had been denied admission into medical school so many times, and she thought that she had been denied admission because of the fact that she was a woman. So she wrote this bill to try to help herself get in med school, and she decided that in order for it to pass, it needed to be kind of under the table, like it didn't need to call attention to itself. So she wrote it in 37 words, thinking that men that were in the Senate and House would not read it because it was 
was so short, they would think it was an insignificant bill and just pass it. And if it was some lengthy document that she called attention to, she she thought they wouldn't pass wouldn't pass it. So 37 words and and it worked. So she ran it through, called no attention to it. They passed it without even reading it, and that's why we have Title IX today. It's pretty interesting, that's too, interesting. when uh, President Nixon signed the bill. He spoke mostly about uh, desegregating busing, and he didn't mention the expansion of educational access for women, didn't mention sports. No one even thought of sports at the time when it was signed uh, 30 years ago, and uh, just amazing what uh, – the, the consequences of the of that bill of those thirty seven words have had and, and the impact that those thirty seven words have had and I know ESPN has has done a uh, thirty for thirty on it I think it ran last night fifty for fifty I think it's called fifty for fifty is it I think it 50, is. Uh, fifty years for fifty oh huh? gotcha yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so really uh, just interesting background on it again I, it was not intended necessarily to expand access for sports for women but uh something entirely different Brittany, do you have to abide by title nine at junior colleges no because well yes in a, in a way i mean it's a it's a it's not an ncaa thing i mean right. it's a it's a law so so yes um but it's not it, compliance at the junior college level is a little different right I so you. i don't know that it's really checked and monitored quite as much um at that level but but yeah i mean we have women's sports you know in order to balance out the the men so yeah yeah Yeah. cool beans and it's one of those things where um i mean i I do think there is further growth in it for sure Uh, like for for instance WNBA players they did not make nearly and and again i know the tv contracts aren't what they are i think that's going to continue to improve other women's sports at, at the pro level uh, they talked about trying to expand softball, uh, continue to do that with women's softball uh, at, the, at the next level to have a pro uh, softball league. A lot of that's just going to be whether people come out and watch or not. It's all yeah. supply and demand, right? I mean, that's the business model, And uh, but this has been huge for a lot of uh, young people out there. And I know that we talked about it earlier, too, with the transgender thing and dealing with that and how many girl athletes that this was their way to get in. And now you know a lot of them are now fighting that, saying, well, we can't have – you know if we're competing against biological males, and so this is going to be another issue with Title IX is coming up because some are arguing the fact that on the flip side of that is that, well, Title IX means access for all. So there's a lot of different uh, arguments and debates that are going to continue uh, around this and that uh, started 50 years ago. Celebrating it tomorrow, uh, June 23rd, at the University of Alabama. They'll celebrate women's sports and Title IX, as Coach Christy Curry told us earlier. Larger. Yeah, and those 37 words were slid into this larger education bill, right? This massive, massive bill, just as, as Brittany said. Uh, and uh, they're grammatically sort of clunky words. No person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any educational program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. All right. Wow. And the, the ramifications of those 37 words, profound. Yeah, no doubt about it. 50 years ago, Title IX. All right, we'll talk more about it tomorrow as well. Hey, uh, have a great uh, Wednesday. Thanks to Brittany Wagner joining us from Last Chance U. Thanks to Chris, Christy Curry, coach for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Also, Roger Hoover joins us each and every Wednesday. Have a great uh, Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, this is Wes McCall.